Has office life as we know it changed forever? This is Road to New Reality Podcast, and I'm your host, Rachel Featherston. On today's episode, Pierre Kramer, partner at KPMG, speaks with Sven Anderson, CFO at Freo Group, about the ripple effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on the commercial real estate industry and why he believes the future is looking bright. Thanks, Rachel, and thanks, Sven, for being our guest. I really look forward to this interesting exchange and also to benefit from your expertise in the real estate field. So the, the future of office is a very current and hot, hot topic. So my first question would be the following. According to a recent survey that was conducted by the Survey Opinion Research Institute on behalf of Spiegel, three quarters of the working population envisions working from home more often in the future. So how will this impact the value of commercial real estate, or is it too soon to tell? Well, um, we have now uh, about nine months of the corona epidemic, and we see some impacts in the commercial real estate market. What we definitely see is that it has a price impact in the short term, but it varies considering the market, considering the country, considering the uh, the region and of course which office you're talking about what we have seen in the market in the last couple of months or even weeks because we are still in the market and we are continue to uh, to invest that we have seen discounts of about up to 15 to 20 percent in the in the maximum versus prices pre-COVID. This is, and as you know, we are, have, uh, we are investing in uh, Western Europe. Uh, so we see the largest discounts in Southern Europe. And we see the lowest or the smallest discount in Germany and uh, the uh, Switzerland and Austria. So they are the, called the safe, the safe countries. But it is not only a kind of measurement in terms of the volatility in the markets so or the, the discounts. It's also, of course, it's factors future demand of office space. There is, a, of course, in the future, there will be a changing environment in office space demand and we're coming later i think a little bit more intensively in this but in the mid and long term it will be the decrease of uh, demand will offset by job growth meeting space growth and change to space per worker so in the bigger space or bigger space per worker thank you Sven. that's quite interesting um Going on perhaps with some other survey uh, results, one of which being from the IFO Institute for Randstad, uh, was a, they discovered that 73% of the 800 participating firms would like to continue work from home measures after the pandemic. So with less people, 
heading to the office. How do you believe this will change the way office space is being used? So what we see also, I think, uh, in KPMG, but also in Freo and other uh, companies, a, a lot of people have now used to work from home. So it's not more kind of black hole or something uh, you don't know. So everyone has this uh, laptop, everyone has computer at home. So it is, it is much more getting much more flexible in that regard. But having said that, one or two days at the home means not automatically that we are having a dramatic decline in demand for office space. What we believe is that office will always be a place where employees can be creative and innovative, exchange and collaborate with colleagues and have face-to-face meetings. And we think that is very, very important. So you can see it, and I give you one example. Uh, all the restaurants all over, most over Europe and cinemas have closed. So people have a lot of needs and you see a lot of appetite to go again, to see other people, to have a collaboration, to meet people face to face. So we think that, yes, it will be more flexible in the future. That not means that office space is totally out. So what it's be uh, uh, changing is the way how you are using the office space. You, you should not be only a desk anymore and working there. That you can at home. But it should be a collaborative space, a place for communication and a space where you can have more than only a desk. That is, that is very important. So what, is, what we think is that the post-pandemic office must be offer less but better space. That is for us very important. Now the, that the vaccine is found, of course, um, that we return to a kind of, not normal life, but a life that will uh, also encourage the people to go back in the office at least for, I don't know, three, four times a week, something like this. Now coming from an investor point of view, and um, Uh, this is a very um, interesting question. And we have a lot of talks with our investors. As you know, we're raising funds and we have a lot of investors. So there will look how important it is to have the right location. And we are looking, of course, at the major European cities where we have historically low vacancy rates, a diversified uh, economy with innovation and uh, governance components. So... It is no much more important than ever before to create a space, meaning which is smart, which is modern, that is flexible, that's very, very suited to collaboration, learning and productivity. That is, that is very important. Thank you, Sven. Following up on this uh, conversation, we see certainly uh, big office properties uh, where you have large headquarters being almost empty uh, at the moment. Uh, so in your view, What do you think will happen to these more or less empty headquarters? Uh, will there be a need to uh, modify the way they are organized? And all of this will also certainly represent a cost uh, for the landlord, etc. And also the tenants. So that's, I would like to, to get your views on this. Uh, this cannot be said in general terms. It really depends on the case by case. But the way we would, as Freya, we would approach the situation is... First, to analyze the asset and determine which is the highest and best use 
and then make the decision whatever it makes sense to redevelop uh, the office to fulfill the needs for an institutional investor or chamber of type of use are into residential micro apartments or something like that. It really depends on the location. It really depends on the, the market. Sometimes, and what we see is very interesting, that you have in this type of uh, big headquarters, big buildings, uh, and we see that more and more coming, that you have different kind of uses in the same building. So, for example, to put some WeWork or gathering together in the ground floor or the first floor, you have some office space in the upper floors. Maybe you have some residential in the quiet zones and you have some retail, some restaurants, shops and stuff like that. So you have always, that is maybe also the future, you're gathering much more um, uses together in the same building and not have a pure office building you use much more of this kind. When we will see, and we believe that we will see much more of this kind of types of buildings. So heading much more towards mixed-use type of usage. Then. Absolutely. And on the theme, working from home, because all of us, we made our own experiences, from feeling less stressed and more satisfied to also saving time, many benefits have emerged from this uh, long-term home working we are in at the moment. So my question would be whether there would be any change that could be made to the use of office space that could make working from the office as desirable as staying at home. Or is it really a, a losing battle? Well, we think, as already outlined a little bit, we think that it's important to offer the employees um, room for social interaction with your colleagues, with your clients, with your competitors, with your uh, 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 with a lot of other uh, groups. At home, you might be able to focus better, right? Uh, if you are not in the situation, and that uh, we have to really to, to look uh, uh, also, if you have a separate office and your children are at school. However, we believe that the uh, creativityness and, the, uh, and your innovative, uh, that, that leads directly to an exchange and collaboration face-to-face -face meeting, at least once, twice, third times a week uh, with your colleagues. Uh, furthermore, uh, and that is very important also what we have uh, learned in the last couple of months, furthermore, you cannot neglect the fact that a lot of, of employees, in particular juniors, trainees, uh, 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 starters, they need training and supervision. And that is m very tough to have at, if you're only uh, working from home. Also, Uh, if you want to be, uh, that is something, if you want to get promoted and you always work from home, I think it's hard to get the attention from the relevant person who are pro, uh, promoting you. So I think after COVID is over, it will be a new kind of normal way, but it will definitely not, uh, as we believe, only working from home. Yeah, thanks. So I, I would definitely agree with your comment, and we should all, all of us be more centric uh, or centered on the, on the human. Uh, the, the thing is really to, to play the devil's advocate and just to rebound on your latest comments. Some argue that on one hand, as we briefly mentioned already, working from home would remove uh, crucial opportunities for collaboration and creativity. And we absolutely need that face-to-face -face interaction to succeed as human beings. So 
As the dust settles, do you think there's a chance that office life could return to what was viewed as normal before the pandemic? Well, whatever what was normal, uh, uh, I think it will be changing. It will be definitely changing as outlined. It will be the office space has to change to more uh, a flexible use. That is very, very important. To more have the human needs in the focus, uh, in the mindset also of the developers and the investors and stuff like that. So it will be a normal way of doing a business in the office, but it has to be much more flexible in that regard. And of course, you have to much more innovation also in the, in the office space, meaning uh, new hardware, better materials, cleaning processes, data analytics, and stuff like that. That is very crucial for the next couple of decades. And don't forget green, so all the ESG things. That has to be, of course, it is not a nice to have, it's a must now. Mm -hmm. And so you would, you would see a kind of a mix between partly working from home and being partly in the office or something like this? Well, it, it, of course, it depends on the sector. So if you are an advisor or something, you may more work from home than an accountant or stuff like that. It depends, of course, on the sector. But uh, generally speaking, yes, it will be more from home than before the pandemic, but it will not be 100%. Moving on. So, and we briefly touched base on this as well, but I think it's an important aspect back to this human dimension of, of, of the real estate business. So the, the desire to face-to-face -face interaction is certainly not the only reason people may want uh, to return to the office because pre-pandemic, if I take the example of a 100 square meter apartment, It was sufficient for, say, two adults, two children. But having to factor now working space, to factor in working space within these measurements, well, has left large majority of the population being, well, feeling cramped. So in the long term, is the home office only useful for those being able to afford bigger uh, properties to live in? So perhaps for high earners. Could there be a discrepancy between various people then? Well, this is a very, very interesting question. And uh, I think there will be a lot of more studies and reports coming out in the next couple of, of years. What is the impact of that pan pandemic uh, of our social life? It's not only what you have said, it's also schooling. What about uh, the children and stuff like that? So I think, as already outlined, uh, it. Of course, you save the way to the office, you save some, of course, you save uh, 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 the time and not be in a traffic jam or something like that. But on the other hand, if you're having a 100 square meter apartment, as you outlined, it's difficult to have really a, in your home kind of uh, environment where you can easily work for eight hours with no kind of uh, um, any hiccups or something like that. So especially if you have uh, no um, uh, office space, meaning an extra room for it, or you're having only a desk in your uh, dining room or something, or in the, in the kitchen or something, that it is quite, it works for two, three months now in the pandemic, But on the longer run, it, I think it's very hard. And we see from our experience that these people wants to get back at least to normal, meaning at least four times a week to the office. 
So in the long run, um, we see not a dramatically change in that that the people will get a bigger apartment or something like that because this is also ex quite expensive especially in the big cities right so we will have a mix of course there will be there will be a, a kind of people who are looking now ex uh, for an extra room or something if there are uh, if they are now uh, looking for a new home or a new apartment or a new house but it is a mix of both okay I have a friend who is a real estate broker, and we were discussing this topic recently. He was saying to me that uh, he was well acknowledging the fact that there is an increased demand for residential housing with either garden or terrace, balcony, well, just to help uh, being more often at home than before. So that's an interesting trend. We will see whether it will continue or not, and what could be the yeah. impact on, on the pricing as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, tot I totally understand that, um, but you have to see that a lot of people are living in big cities where it is quite, uh, first of all, quite expensive to get this. Uh, uh, and secondly, you have also to build first this. There is, there is of course, a lack, um, but I see a trend also that it is, it is a little bit that some people are moving out of the cities to more the suburbs, or to extend their space. And, and okay, you, you mentioned big cities, so, and frankly, it's a, it's a whole topic in itself. But <clears throat> I always learned that real estate means location, location, location. This is driving price, this is driving demand, etc., etc. Investor appetite, uh, fund manager interest, and the likes. The question it would be that, I mean, we are used to consider, uh, at least this is my experience, and you also commented on this, uh, there is a big appetite to go to big cities when investing in properties. Now, with the pandemic, this working from home trend, etc., uh, do you think we would also need to consider the cities where the offices are located, which might not always completely match with where people live? So the pandemic has caused people to live Major cities sometimes, if they have a second place in the countryside, etc., to enjoy a more relaxed atmosphere. And this might have been also causing rent prices to plummet in some major hubs. So how can cities reinvent themselves then in light of this? Uh, well, this is a very interesting question because uh, at least, yes, we can see a little, uh, as you also outlined from your broker dealer, there is a, there is a trend that the people are looking for more Uh, a greener areas where the garden is, or where more uh, more space uh, uh, in their in their private apartments or private houses, uh, so um, they can better work from home and they can uh, uh, have more space. But on the same time, as you see, not only in the major major cities in Western Europe, their prices are increasing heavily in the suburbs. So, yes, there will be a kind of moving out, but I think we have to wait until the pandemic is over. There is still a, a, a big trend to this. I really doubt that it's a really big trend because cities itself has also a positive thing at and if the vaccine, so it happened to a new normal, what the city is all, all about. So to have everything inside the cultural a lot of people are, will, will, will also looking after this again. We will see what the future will bring, but I think there will be a, a trade-off between both. Thanks.
And again, uh, to um, work on this kind of balance between private life, working from home, and professional life, social interaction in the office, uh, do you think that satellite offices and co-working spaces could be the answer to this mass exodus from, from major cities or to avoid uh, this traffic jam, uh, time uh, lost, etc.? Well, concept as this, uh, such as co-working are now booming. And the number, for example, I have the, in Germany has, has quadrupled almost to 1,300 1, since the beginning of 2018. So it's a huge, huge increase. So I think we see that as a useful addition to a traditional workspace, but it will not offset in all the other. So it will be a com complementary additional working space. And we see, especially if you see the Luxembourg already in place for some of the big, big force, they have satellite offices for the people who are working in other countries. And we will see it also in other countries I can have both, so the opportunity to talk to people from other industries, also events, but not having the way to the office is not as as far as the the normal office or the headquarters or something. So it is a complementary addition to the traditional workspace. Now, a question which I love to ask, but was also discussing with various clients recently. I mean, if you had... Personally, then, if you had money to invest and your strategy, your investment strategy was commercial real estate, what would be your project? I would focus on offices in European smart cities with historically low vacancy, uh, which we can or I can currently be acquired for a discount. So I think offices will have a good future as outlined, but you have to be you have to invest into the right uh, a space and to the right cities. And I would invest into this kind of um, a strategy. And do you want to be a bit more precise or not? <laughs> well, this should be fine for this time. Okay. And uh, just to come back to this latest comment, um, from a geographic point of view, do you have uh, preferred countries and, and for which reason, if I may ask? Well, I, I, would, I would focus on Western Europe. Uh, because I think in the next couple of years it is safe. And on the other hand, it's also have a perspective of growing, uh, especially uh, if you look to France or to Spain. So I think they have a, now, of course, Spain is heavily affected by the pandemic, but I think they will come back in a couple of years. So now you can make sure that you participate from from the from the upcoming again of the of the of the market interesting thank you very much for sharing your views now before we finish um, could you describe the state of the real estate industry of your industry in in five words i would say the following we can manage the change okay <laughs> okay That's an interesting one. Well, for sure, what I, my takeaway from this conversation is that the world of, of tomorrow will be different to what it was before the pandemic. And this is particularly true and relevant for office space. Well, there are still certainly uh, some uh, adaptation to be made in the market and in the economy. But this is also leading to many new opportunities, I would say, and a new way of considering uh, real estate investment. I would like to thank you, Sven, for your views, for sharing your, your visions. 
your, your forward-looking idea as to what the real estate market will be in relation to office, so to commercial real estate. And I would like to thank as well for your time and also for being with us uh, this afternoon. Uh, anything else you would like to add on your side? No, I would, li I would like to thank you also uh, to you and KPMG for being able to share the views, my views or Freo views on this. But thank you very much for the invitation. You are most welcome, Zen. It was a pleasure. Thank you again. Thank you. To conclude, I would say that there are a lot of encouraging signs for the economy to recover with the vaccines and the COVID uh, crisis hopefully coming in a few months to an end. And the economy expects uh, to be again very active. And real estate uh, will for sure continue to be a very appealing, very looked after asset class in the center of many of investor strategies. So I really look forward uh, to see how the market will react, having in mind that there are still so much cash being available and investors willing to take risks. This asset class, real estate, and office building in particular, perhaps in a revised shape, as we have seen during this discussion with Zen from Freo, uh, we will see how this interesting dynamic will evolve in the coming months. Thank you again to everyone for listening to our podcast, and I look forward to your feedbacks. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>